Welcome to the Vegan Mom Voyager podcast, an audio journal where we talk about a regular working mom, me, raising my family, making choices that try to help their health, the earth, and the future. This is a continued series to help others by bringing you along on my trials and challenges with raising a family in 2019, making vegan choices. My name is Mary, and I am the Vegan Mom Voyager. Today's topic, how to prep your kitchen cooking for most any meal. Let's get started. Ask any good chef and they will tell you most to all great stocks, soups, stews, and sauces. Start with what is called a mirepoix, a sautéed mixture of diced onion, carrot, and celery in about a tablespoon of oil with a little bit of parsley. So most to anything you are making will start there. I will also add, when folks cook at home, the dishes they are trying to recreate that they have had out while eating, and it doesn't quite taste the same, the mirepoix is usually what is missing. These are those food items that can go into on and over anything you are cooking. These are your herbs, spices, salt and pepper, flour, sugar, cornstarch, oils, your hydrator drawers and your fridge, the mirepoix would live there, celery, carrots, and onions, and parsley, as well as the apples and oranges and lemons in the fruit bin. These are all essential to every kitchen cook. And they only really need to be replaced once in a while. I probably replenish most of these about once a month, except for the fruit, because we eat the fruit too. But now the herbs and spices are up to you. Staples for me include powdered garlic and onion, dried parsley, oregano, basil, bay leaves, salt and pepper, paprika, chili powder, dried red pepper flakes, and what is called a bouquet garni, or an Italian herb mix. But you may like spicier foods, which may encompass things more like curry, which can come in powdered or paste as well as other herbs like rosemary, sage, and thyme. But I would recommend before you get too adventurous, start with some mainstays, and you can always add to them once you're more comfortable with using them. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. First, let me throw some stats at you. Did you know that most people go food shopping for the meal they intend to prep that night? Well, statistics show that over 41 million people in the U.S. who grocery shop, 32 million of them buy the food they intend to eat that night on their way home from work between the hours of 4 and 5 p.m. This included Generation X, Y, Baby Boomers, and Millennials. So even though those same stats also show a weekly run to the grocery store for essentials, mainly on a Saturday that lasts about 40 minutes and they spend an average of $284 each time. 
and more than half of those shoppers are working from a list. But that made me wonder, what are they buying if they are still running to the store on the daily for the evening's meals? What are these essentials? Well, turns out, majority of what they are buying is processed food and sweets. You know, the list is great, but if what's on it isn't, how is that helping you? So I want to back up the list making for a minute here and advise you to do one very important thing first. And that would be make a menu. So the first thing you need to do before you can make the list is make the menu. When I was at home, my mom would do this. Let me just say, my mom is incredible. She has a dual degree in home economics and chemistry. And part of her degree curriculum for her final year was to live in a household on campus with seven other young ladies and maintain that household. They were tasked with budgeting, paying bills, meal planning, cooking, cleaning, laundry, repairs, and caring for a baby that was assigned to the household from the local orphanage. Talk about imitating real life as close as it could get. All while still going to class. I would like to add too that at her last reunion, her and her housemates who were still around were graced with meeting that baby again, who they had written letters to and stayed in touch with over the decades, who had also grown up to be a wonderful woman with a family and grandchildren of her own. So back to the menu. My mom would make her menu. For example, Monday was always spaghetti night. Tuesday was a roast with vegetables. Wednesday would be soup and salad. Thursday would be steak and potatoes. Friday was always fish and maybe sometimes pizza. Saturday, burgers and chips or salads. And Sunday was our big family roast dinner with all the fixings. So the first thing you would do is dissect the menu. Take apart the menu and break it into parts of the ingredients you'll need. For example, the spaghetti dinner requires sauce, pasta, and bread and butter, basically. Now you get to decide, am I buying pre-made sauce or am I making it from scratch? So for pre-made, a lot of the work is already done and you merely dump the jar into the pot and cook it. But if you're making it from scratch, which I will say is less expensive, and starting with say, crushed tomatoes in a can, you will then need the spices and herbs from your staples, and even some mushrooms and those onions. And then the other days, the roasts, the soup, the salads, determine what they all have in common and can offer to each other. So the potatoes from Thursday's meal, you may also need for a salad for Saturday. Wednesday's soup will be made from the leftover veggies and roast from Tuesday, and you might want a side salad with all of them. It does take a bit of planning, but once you get it down and choose the meals you want for the week, it does become much easier. So when my mom was teaching me this over my life, I used to say, but what if I don't want spaghetti for Monday? As a child, I hated spaghetti. 
Or what if the store is out of spaghetti? (laughs) After she would stop laughing, she would say, well, it doesn't have to be spaghetti per se. It could be rigatoni. It could be spirals, shells, whatever. You could cook them in two pots beside each other or make a casserole. But you now have the ingredients to do whatever you want on the day you're having them. And if you'd rather have Wednesday's meal on Monday, you can switch them. I was blown away. I thought, this is freaking genius. And I thought everyone did it this way. But surprise, surprise, they don't. So that's what we've learned today. You want to back up that list of ingredients to making a menu first. Then create your list of ingredients to suit that menu. Also, purchase your staples because you need them for everything. And last, get cooking. These little tips have helped me sustain a growing family of six for the past 23 and counting years, as well as come from the time-tested and scientific approach of my mom, who raised seven kids of her own. So that wraps up this segment. I'd like to thank my family for always being open to trying new things. Thank my local grocer, who is always accommodating my requests for new foods and items. And thanks to my mom for sharing her knowledge over the years and making it an attainable goal for my family to carry on. Remember everyone, you may be one person, but each choice you make affects everything and everyone around you. So try to make good choices. If you have any further questions or have a suggestion for something you'd like me to talk about on the show, feel free to drop me a line at veganmomvoyager at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.